Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this evening session of Dum Dum Die. I am Lena. I am the DM, and I will be running tonight's show wherever it may go. Don't know yet. We'll see. And um, I would like our lovely ladies around the table to introduce themselves. Hi, guys. I'm Nelly. I play a bard artificer named. Amandla Olin, and I am on the ride to not earning suburb money from dubious memes, and I've been overhearing stuff like that character from Encanto, and I'm excited about tonight's stream, of course. Hi everyone, I'm Wednesday, and I play Shara the Goblin Sorceress, and we're in the sewers, and I have fleas. Yes, you do. Good to see you, chat. Thank you, chat. We have with us our latest audition for the last spot. She's going to be playing Daphne. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Hi, Chad. I'm Esty. As you guys heard, I'm going to be playing Daphne, a tabaxi rogue who might be on the run from something. Who knows? We'll see. She's a bit mysterious. I guess we'll find out. Perfect. Just to remind Chad, you guys can help hinder or assist us. This is an interactive stream, so as Lena, our DM, runs the game, you can throw in any curveball you want. You can give us inspiration, do as you please, but please interact with us, or you can just chill and watch. But we would definitely prefer if you help and hinder the ladies, maybe a little bit more hinder than help. We'll see how it goes. I already have fleas, okay? Maybe not Shara, but Amanda is overdue for some shenanigans. So guys, Esti is our fourth person to audition for the part of Daphne. Please remember that your feedback is most appreciated of what you think of the various Daphnes and whom you would choose as your Daphne. So pick your own adventure. Rigor Morty says he likes this Daphne. So you haven't even started yet and somebody likes you. There we go. Okay, okay. So last time you guys were sent on a quest to a very seedy little tavern called the Pig and Mud on the outskirts of Joesburg. And you guys made your way over there and got into a rather unfortunate altercation with some of the more local residents, patrons, regulars. Take your pick. You may have started a fire. It wasn't me. In the tavern. There was definitely some fists flying around. You may have hit the bartender's wife. Not me. Very rude, guys. It's like, she's come on. Anyway, the bartender, Jared, he was your contact. And um, after you successfully gave him the passphrase, he made some arrangements for you guys to escape in a more stealthy manner than going through the front gate. Because apparently the gods are still looking for one of you, at least. And the cultists are looking for another one of you at least. All of those people are not me. So then, after waiting a little bit in the very cramped little room that Jared gave you guys, uh, Shayra decided the bed looked so comfortable. She hopped right in and promptly gathered herself a bunch of fleas because that bed was never meant to be slept in and was basically just there as a diversion for anybody coming snooping around and um, not finding the trap door that was hidden under the bed that led into a tunnel. 
So after the bartender came back and uh, let you guys in and his wife closed the trap door again behind you, you stealthily snuck through the tunnels. Unfortunately, the tunnels are not very deep, just below surface level. You guys snuck through the tunnels and uh, stopped at an intersection where there was a grate uh, barely visible in the moonlight. It's just past midnight. Jared urged you guys to be very quiet and you heard a conversation between a Sergeant Jackson and Brother Corin, if you recall. And that is where we stopped last time. So this is where we're going to pick up. So Jared is basically just still with one ear listening to what's happening at the grate. Turns his face slightly towards you and say, Shh. And he makes a come on motion. And he very slowly starts treading past the grate where the conversation is still, not loudly, but it's still going on. I'm going to follow him, but I'm also holding my hair very tightly so that I don't scratch. So I've just put my hands on my head and I'm going to follow him stealthily. Because I'm the one who heard that conversation. I just wanted to see if I can hear anything extra they might say between them, between Sergeant Jackson and Brother Corin. Well, the rest of the party, are you moving on? Daphne, what are you doing? Amadla, um, are you making it kind of obvious that you're listening in to the conversation? Or are you kind of not being obvious about it? Knowing me, I'm probably just like gesturing like with my ear. And I'm like, <gasps> but obviously not saying anything because we have to be quiet. I'll kind of be looking at everyone, seeing what everyone else is doing. And when I see Amantla like making a whole thing about listening, I'll try and listen in as well. But kind of try and stick to Jared a bit more than Amantla might be. So also trying to move on, but just maybe catch tail ends of conversation if I can. Shara? Are you just holding your head? And I'm just holding to not my make head noise and too. not make a noise because fleas are loud. Okay. So that's why I'm holding my hair so that I can keep them quiet. <laughs> they make so much noise. Jared said we need to keep quiet. Ears. I'm just yeah. like, guys, Jared said we need to keep quiet. Can you roll me a stealth check? Can Amandla and Daphne roll me perception checks? And you can roll me a perception check at disadvantage, Daphne, because you are both trying to be stealthy and trying to listen in. 18, 12. I got a 9 with disadvantage. 18. Okay, you anticipate where these fleas might be coming from and you drape one arm over your head like this and the other arm just slightly across it and just holding all of your floppy ears and stuff that could make noise close to your head and you very dramatically place your feet in exactly the same position as what Jared was placing his feet. That's really hard, so I'm kind of hoping to do that. You're both trying to be stealthy and listening to the conversation, but your focus is more on not making noise and not drawing attention. So you're catching some echoes off the wall and your brain is just not putting these words into recognizable phrases. Amanda, you, however, managed to catch snippets of a, of a sacrifice and a, a ritual that needed to be performed. Oh my. The moment I hear anything about the, the sacrifice and the ritual, it spooks me and I'm going to follow the rest of the party. Okay, so just do me a stealth check as well. <laughs> 
not 20. So I just need to make a contested roll there. You notice that they stopped talking and it, it seems like both of them are kind of looking around and looking at the grate and you very carefully make sure you do not make a sound as you sneak forward and you don't hear any cries of alarm as you successfully sneak past. So the three of you keep following Jared and after about roughly 15 or 20 minutes, it's really hard to gauge time underground. You finally manage to see a little bit of a different shade to the blackness in front of you. Well, the gray, because all three of you have dark vision. And you come towards the end of the tunnel and it slopes a little bit upwards. And after a minute or two more, you poke your heads out. And as you look around, you see there are pretty much open fields, a couple of trees, bushes, but most of the foliage and stuff has been cleared away from the walls of Josburg, simply as a tactical maneuver. And the tunnel has come out a little further than you expected. It's, it's not really close to the wall anymore. It's kind of a hidden alcove that has a, the exit not facing the city. And it's kind of well hidden behind some rocks as you walk out. And standing in front of you, Jared makes sure that everybody is accounted for and says, Well, this way, the transport should be just up ahead. Follow me. And he turns around and he starts walking off further into the bushes. I'm going to look around because I, I'm just curious how high the wall is. Doing a rough estimate, it's about 30 feet high. Okay, I'm going to look up and up and up. That is a lot of wall. That's a lot of wall. And I'm looking at the others like, am I the only one who's a bit amazed that we made it this far? I, 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 I was confident, but I, I had concerns and we, and I keep looking back at the wall. We, we made, made it. I'm just impressed and also a bit in shock. Honestly, I think we came much farther than I expected, but I'm very happy that we did. I'm very happy to be out of those walls. I'm going to walk up to the wall. Does it look any different from any other wall? I mean, I can't understand what the excitement is about. Is this wall any different to any other wall? I mean, it's tall. All walls are tall. It's maybe a, a little taller than your usual wall. And it's got little people that walk on it with little fire sticks. Wow, those people are really small. They're even smaller than I am. You hear Jared clearing his throat and say, <clears throat> Are you coming? Oh, yes. And I stop looking at the big ass wall and I, yes, yes. Yes, I, <clears throat> yes, I will follow. <clears throat> I'm going to fall in step behind Amadla. And I will follow at the end because I'm still a little bit disappointed that such a man was taken from my grasp. The three of you follow Jared through the foliage and the bushes and um, soon after you come to a clearing where there is a wagon and the wagon is hitched to two horses and you see the hint of a head sticking out in the driver's seat of the wagon. But you're approaching from odd angle and you see three other people just standing around the wagon. They all have lit torches. And looking back, you can see that you can no longer see the wall as the bushes and stuff are hiding quite effectively the wall behind you. 
I'm going to climb up onto the cart. I'm tired of walking. Everybody takes such big steps. It's like they're doing it on purpose. You see Jared walk to the front of the cart and he and the driver are just very in hushed tones talking to each other. I'm going to walk towards Jared. Um, uh, I, I don't mean to uh, uh, in- interrupt, but uh, do we go into the cart? Or, and I'm just like awkwardly gesturing towards the cart and Jared in the cart and then looking at Shayra. Oh, so we go into the cart. Yes? Yes. The cart will take you to where you need to go. Uh, um, thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate your assistance and your, and I lean in and make air quotes, cabbages. And I make, I smile, my awkward tiefling smile, and I go into the, onto the cart as well. This is Roth. And he points to the driver. The driver just tips his head to you in like imaginary hat. Hi, and I'm going to wave. Hi, Roth. Hi, I am a bard, so if you're looking for uh, uh, entertainment services, uh, but beyond uh, your current situation, I am available and I, I, I take an upfront fee. Yes. And I get comfortable in the cart. Uh, while Amadla is busy talking to them, can I just maybe find a bit of a shady area and just watch the other people that are around the court, see what their type of movement is? Are they being shady or sneaky in any way? Are they trying to look like they're discussing things or whispering to each other about us or something like that? Do me an insight check. Uh, 13. So it's quite dark, but with your dark vision, you notice they are a little fidgety. Um, you can see that none of them are really comfortable standing around here. They are all looking like they're expectant. It looks like they want to get going. And judging by the way some of them move, you can probably deduce that they have some martial training. I'll just give them a little like wave, make sure to, that they see my claws, a big smile so they can see my fang, and then just climb onto the cart without a word. You see one of them, he freezes as your claws catch a a little bit of moonlight and you can see his eyes are following the claw. And when you smile, your teeth kind of like shimmer. He he, he keeps tracking you as you move to the cart and climb in. Sherry, I think you were right. I think I might be scary. I don't know. I'm going to move slightly away from Daphne, just a little bit. (laughs) You have such lovely teeth. Do you use a special floss, like a, a, a certain uh, material? Or I, I, I sometimes things get caught in my, in my teeth slash fangs, and I always look for different ways to learn how to floss. Do you floss? I'm just kind of looking closer towards Daphne. I don't necessarily floss, but usually when you eat meat, you can use the bone to pick out whatever's in between. Uh, that's, that is dual functional. That makes sense. You hear some footsteps on the outside of the cart and Jared's head peeks out over the back. <clears throat> All of you here. Okay, looks like they're gonna they're gonna leave in a few moments. You'll tell Leo that I did good, right? Yes, sir. Most certainly, yes. I wouldn't have got this far without you. Okay, well, I'm gonna take my leave. Good luck on your trip. And he turns around and he starts walking through the bushes again, back to the entrance hall that you saw. You hear some of the guards discussing, like very softly, some 
whispered conversation in front again. I'm looking longingly after Jared as he walks along and scratching my ears because they're itchy. The fleas are biting now because I'm not holding them anymore. I'm curious what the guards are saying. Can I just like, if possible, try to like move a bit closer and listen? Because I heard about like a ritual slash sacrifice last time I overheard a conversation. So now I'm a bit like comfortable, but also a bit wary. You scuffle very inconspicuously on the back of the wagon, closer to the driver's side, trying to listen in on the soft conversation and uh, make me a perception roll. Five. You listen in, but as soon as you move close, you kind of made it obvious that you're trying to listen in and both of them stop and they turn in your direction. And Roth says, you lose something. Oh, no, 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 sir. I just wanted to thank you uh, ind- individuals for escort- escorting us. Yes. And I'm going to give like awkward finger guns and shuffle back to my seat. When I hear Amanda say escorting, I'm going to turn very quickly to look at who's escorting us. I love being escorted. It's my favorite. So you shuffle back to your seat and um, you hear the crack of the whips as Roth gets the horses moving and the horses start pulling the cart, you get that little shove as the horses start moving forward and uh, the horses haven't moved 10 meters when they stop. Oh, that was quick. We're here already. Shara's going to get off the cart. Uh, wait, Shara, uh, 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 she's gone. Uh, okay, I'll look outside the cart. Yeah, I'm just going to have my dagger just in case. Just ready myself for if something might spring into the cart. Out of the darkness, a man steps into your dark vision. As your senses are heightened, Daphne, you see him approach and it looks like he's wearing a guard uniform, one of the Joesburg guards. He steps up to about 20 feet in front of the cart and says, Wow, what? do we have here? He kind of looks over his shoulder and says, Criminals? Yes. They look like criminals to me. And as he says that, three more guards step out of the darkness. Can you all please roll initiative? Eight. I rolled a natural 20. That's one. You hear all the other caravan guards start pulling out swords in the telltale rustle of iron as it slips out of a scabbard. Daphne, what are you doing? So I'm going to jump out the cart. I'm going to look around, see which one of them looks the smallest, I guess. Take up my, my rapier in one hand, my dagger at the other hand, just show my fangs, and I'm going to charge at this one and just take a swipe with my rapier. The person who looks the smallest is the person on the far right. You can also see that the clothing of that person is slightly different from the rest of the uniforms. They still have some armor on, but there are panels and insignias on their armor that are not present on the other three. Make your attack roll. 14 to hit. Roll me some damage. 4 plus 3 7 points of piercing damage. You whip out a rapier and it... It flashes very, very fastly in the moonlight as you swip the rapier and the guard cries out in pain as your very fast and ferocious attack almost pins him in place. 
I'm going to spin around at the rest of the gods, look at all of them, and get behind the god that I am standing in front of right now, hold my dagger to his neck, and be like, I think this is not going to end as well as you think it is. It's better for you to just let us pass. Do me an intimidation check. 16. You can see that the person you're holding, he was initially struggling, but his hands kind of stilled as the dagger presses against his throat. The other three guards do not look phased. For my bonus action, can I then use two weapon fighting and just slash across with, with the dagger? Do me a attack roll. I knew she was scary. <laughs> do me some damage. Five points of damage. As you draw the dagger across this person's throat with the full intent to kill them, for some reason it feels weird. You don't have that familiar cut of flesh that you were expecting. It felt hard. I'm going to pause there for a second and look over to where Amandla and Shehra are and just kind of open my eyes wide and trying to give them a signal like something isn't right here. Shehra, what are you doing? Since I had got off the cart, how far away am I from the people? Well, you're on the other side of the cart, so you're 30 feet away from them. I'm going to move towards them 20 feet. Just going to skip there. Okay. And then I'm going to do a level three earth tremor. Put my hands on the floor and I'm going to say, no one gets in the way of me being escorted. The deck save is uh, 12. And how large an area does that hit? 20 feet. Okay, so um, Amanda and Daphne, you guys are also caught in this tremor, so you also need to make deck saving throws. 19. Dead 20. So the god who initially came out of the dark first, he shakes a little bit as the earth tremor passes underneath him, but he manages to stay upright. The person to his left, however, gets knocked over and he falls in a heap as this tremor just rocks him off of his balance. And as he falls over, he grabs his comrade who is already unsteady and they both fall over. The person that you held the knife to is still standing. Do your damage? 11 points of damage. Okay. And then I'm gonna blow a raspberry at the one that didn't fall. And then I'm going to scratch my ear because the fleas are biting again. The one god who is still standing does not look happy about what you just did to his comrades. So he rushes forward and he is going to swing a blade at your tiny little goblin form. He makes a big swing. And unfortunately, the earth is still very uneven after that tremor. And he trips on, on one of the soft pieces of sand and he stumbles and his sword kind of pegs into the soil right in front of you. He glances up and he yanks his sword out and does a 13 hit. It's matched. You take five points of slashing damage as this god swipes at you. I'm going to let out a wail. Ow, that was so unnecessary. And then I'm going to start crying, like the tears are just going to start flowing out the sides of my eyes. <laughs> the god doesn't even look, he doesn't even look remorseful about what he did. It's okay, I'm feeling all the remorse, so much of it. The second god, the middle one, he struggles to get up and untangle himself from the other god and he gets to his feet 
picks up his sword again, looks at you, Amandla, and he charges in your direction, but he is unfortunately stopped by one of the other gods who rushes to your defense and they start fighting each other. The person that you held your knife and tried to slash their throat turns around and he puts his hand on you and you feel emanations of magic flow through you. Can you do me a wisdom saving throw? A 16. So you feel waves of magic wash over you and for a moment you're worried about what might happen and then nothing happens. And this person looks at you in shock as he yanks his hand back and tries to move out of your immediate vicinity. So you get an attack of opportunity. I'm going to take the attack with my rapier. Uh, 21 to hit. Definitely hits. Do me some damage. Five points of damage. As he quickly tries to step out of your immediate range, you swipe you through your rapier and you slash open his upper thigh and he kind of hobbles away from you in pain. The other god gets up, dusts himself off, sees what you just did to his comrade, turns to you and rushes you with half movement and starts swinging his sword at you. Seven will not hit. So he takes a swipe, but he's a little discombobulated and he takes another swipe at you and you definitely just parry the, the blade out of the way. The caravan guards all start engaging and they start fighting with the guardsmen from Joesburg. Brings it back up to you, Daphne. The one that I hurt quite a lot, how far away did he get from me? He moved about 20 feet away from you. So I'm going to make an attack with my rapier against the guard that's right in front of me. And then as I swipe at him, I'm going to take my dagger and I'm going to throw it at the one that hobbled away. Lena, quick question. Was I skipped out of the rotation because I had a crit fail? Okay, we're going to do you now. We're going to do you now, and then we'll continue the rotation. Sorry. Sorry, Amanda. Okay, what's your attack? A 16 to hit. You managed to score a strike on um, the god's armor. Do me some damage. 10 points of damage. He looks badly hurt. He takes a deeper cut than you expected. It's kind of hard in the dark for him to to measure the length of your sword swipes, and um, he misjudges the duck and your, your sword bites into him quite deeply. Using the momentary distraction of the person right in front of you who is groaning in pain, you quickly flick your dagger at the one that's trying to run away from you. What's your attack roll? 18 to hit. Do me some damage. Four points of damage. Your dagger flips and buries into his shoulder as the mage cries out in pain and he hobbles and he yanks the blade out and he just drops it and he looks at you like you are absolutely crazy. Amanda, what are you doing? So I'm going to hold onto the strap that keeps my instrument to my back and I'm going to tensely hold onto a bit tighter. <sighs> okay, because I just saw one guard come to attack me, so I'm a bit stressed out. I'm going to take out my dagger and my hand axe. So the guard that attacks Shayra, where are they like in relation to me? They are about 10 feet in front of you. I'm going to fully step out of the, of the cart and I'm going to throw my a hand axe at that guard. Because I heard Shayra's cry and that like, you know, pulled some heartstrings. You, how dare you go after this lovely, sweet goblin who's done nothing but good. Okay, just throw your hand axe. 
it's a very normal thing for musicians to have in medieval times, guys. Uh, just a musical instrument, um, some strings, hand axe, just in case some notes are difficult and you need to teach them a lesson. Exactly. And I'm an artificer as well, guys, so I like to tinker and, you know, but I also like to defend myself. How else are you going to slay compositions? The 16 hit. It does hit. I'm going to yell out, you don't deserve good things when it hits. I only got two damage. Okay, so you throw an axe out of the darkness. This axe just swings in the air, hits this guard in front of Shayra out of nowhere. This guy is already half off balance. This axe just sweeps him off his feet and he flies to the ground. Okay, Shayra, what are you doing? This guard in front of you just out of nowhere collapsed and there was an axe that hit him. Unfortunately, the axe hit him with the blunt side of the axe, so it doesn't really look like he's bleeding, but he is on the ground. He looks a bit... Uh, I'm going surprised. to walk up to his face and go, are you okay? And I'm still sniffing. So I'm going to swipe my hand across my nose to get the snot away. The guard just groans and he goes, oh, what the hell was that? Uh. Then I'm going to put my hand on his forehead because I want to feel if he's okay. Do me a medicine check because, you know, that's what we do in the middle of combat to our enemies. I rolled an eight. Well, you know, the snot and mucus on your hand is still slightly warm, so... It feels like it. maybe he's a little warmer than he should be. Maybe he's sick. Oh no, I'm going to yell out very loudly. Everybody stop fighting. This man is ill. Can I roll persuasion? Yeah, roll me persuasion with disadvantage. Okay, 12 with disadvantage. All of them kind of just stop for a moment, look at you and continue fighting. I'm going to, like, you know, wipe the sweat off his forehead with my hair. I'm helping. I still have, like, tears coming out, and that's also falling on him. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, he's so ill. He's sweating everywhere. This poor, poor man. I don't know why they let him come to work today. I just feel bad for him. It takes, like, half a moment for this guard to come to and recognize what exactly is happening with this little goblin in his face. And this very sticky, gooey substance on his head. And he does the very quick backpedal, like on all fours, as he looks at you in utter shock. He jumps up, is unsure about what to do, turns around, sees you, Daphne, and runs towards you to continue fighting. I'm going to call after him. You don't have to work so hard when you're ill. Whoever your <laughs> boss is, they're doing you wrong. Even Jimmy lets me take sick days. Does a 17 hit your AC? Uh, yes. You took 9 points of slashing damage. Does a 13 hit? Yes. Reverses his blade and takes another swipe at you, but you manage to just barely squeak out of the way as the blade swings in front and it rips one of your buttons off your shirt. I'm gonna look down and look up at him as like, do you know how much I like this shirt? How dare you? Rip this shirt. You're gonna pay for that. He still looks a little confused about what just happened over there with the goblin. And he chooses to ignore what you're saying because he doesn't want to deal with that. The mage, as he yanks out the dagger and like tosses it on the ground, he looks at you in disgust. And he makes like a hooking 
gesture with his with his hand as waves of force just pulse into you from all sides. Can you do another wisdom saving throw? Nine. All of a sudden, this crushing force just holds you and your arms are like held next to you as you are unable to move as this wizard is literally gripping you and keeping you from moving. I'm gonna be standing there and like staring over at the wizard and then next moment or the mage and I'm gonna be like, Amandla, I can't do anything. The other guy that's close to you says, Woo! Yes! Just hold her! Just hold her! And he takes swipes at you. The first swipe he does actually clashes off of the raw force that's currently holding you. And it turns his blade away. In shock, he just makes a stab for you again. 23 will probably hit you. I think so, yeah. I'll double check. You take six points of slashing damage. I'm gonna just grunt out in pain. Not much else I can do. The other god, Amanda, you see is fighting uh, one of the caravan guards and it looks like he's losing. Two of the caravan guards have started fighting the other god and they are beating him to a pulp. Coming back to you, Amandla, what are you doing? There's a lot to process here. How far away is Daphne to me? So Daphne is 25 feet away from you. So Daphne is currently being held over there to the right. And two of the guards are around her just slashing at her with swords. A little bit off to the distance, about 30 feet away, is the mage who is currently holding Daphne captive. And about 10, 15 feet away from you, on the left, the two caravan guards are beating up on the last guard. And there's Shara, just standing in the middle there, doing what Shara does. Instantly when I hear Daphne cry out, like, you know, she can't do anything, and I see things are getting a bit heated, I'm going to pause and look at Shara like, he's not a good person anyway and i'm gonna move about 10 feet toward i don't want to get too close quite intense but 10 feet towards where daphne is and i'm just gonna do a thunder wave in the direction of, of the of the mage okay are you only trying to hit the mage i'm trying to hit everyone but concentrate on the mage because um the mage is hurting daphne you know what let me just be reckless you know we're we're, we're in the heat of battle i don't have time to think about logistics you know what, let me just go, like, go Meshuggah Okay, so Thunderwave covers quite a big area, like a 15-foot cube. And everybody needs to make a constitution saving throw. The DC is 14. The one god gets a 15. The other one... I got 17. 17? The mage gets 15. Sorry. Uh, 15, luckily. Okay, so all of us basically take half damage from the Thunder Wave. Roll your damage. Uh, six. That's total, so half is three. Three. I'm going to hiccup as the Thunder Wave passes. This incredibly loud thunder clap crawls over the ground. It, the ground is already uh, disturbed from the tremor released earlier as these bolts of lightning just make their way over... Uh, the soil in the, in that area and every time it meets some sort of conduit it just arcs out of the soil and hits the person that uh, is close to it and you can see all of the people are affected including your allies they all have a moment of like 
as the thunder wave hits them, the only one that really groans and falls to his knees is the mage. I will take that. Thank you. But as a note, because of the thunder wave, I am a bit concerned about my hand axe. It's probably flown like an extra 10 feet somewhere. I'm going to yell towards the mage. How dare you attack people who don't deserve to be attacked? You, you sir, are... And I'm, I only have my dagger left. You, sir, are out of line. Yes. <laughs> like swish this little dagger as you punctuate your words. <laughs> Daphne. Yes, you are still held. Okay, so can I cast a spell with, like, somatic components where I can, like, move my fingers or something? You're currently being held, so if it's a verbal spell, yes. If it's a somatic spell, no. Magic is literally holding you from all sides. Is there anything I can do to try and break out of it? Can try at the end of your turn to make another wisdom saving throw. Let's try and break the hold. I guess I'm just gonna try my best, but there's nothing I could do. I'm gonna like see if I can kick, but I can't kick. Anything's just keeping me in here, and I'm just gonna start hissing and growling and trying my best to try and break out of it. Okay, well, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Fourteen fails. You are still being held, unfortunately. I'm hissing. I'm my out, but I can't move them. <laughs> okay, Shara. How far away is everybody from me? Daphne and the two guards are 10 and 15 feet out of you, respectively. The mage off to the side is about 20 feet away from you. About five feet ahead of you is Amandla, who just walked in front of you to cast the thunder wave. And... A little bit to your left, about 10 feet, two of the caravan guards are in combat with the other guard. They are very brave. Shara is so pleased they are fighting for her. She wants to help them. So I'm going to go towards the mage because I can see that he's a mage. I've recognized because from afar he seems to be doing things. I'm like, oh, I know magic too. So I'm going to, to skip up to him and I'm going to go, oh, hello, sir. I know magic too. He coughs a little bit of blood. <laughs> As I say that, I'm going to swipe my hand across my nose because it's still running and acid splash him by accident with Jeez. that snot. The deck save is 12. Your acid splashes all over him and he's still coughing up blood. So he, he doesn't even make an attempt to move out of the way as the acid just falls on his face. And he starts screaming and writhing in pain. That's 10 points of damage. He rolls around and struggles. And as the acid eats into him, his struggles get weaker and weaker. And he screams and then finally just stops moving. I'm going to panic. I'm going to go, oh my gosh, what happened to you, sir? Oh, jeez, I rolled a crit fail. Oh, you did? I rolled a crit fail because I'm so like shocked at this poor man. He just died in front of me. I don't know what happened. Okay, somebody in chat, roll me a d100. Okay, Amandla. There's some weird backlash from the spell as um, this red-tinted wave of magic just washes over you. Make me a wisdom saving throw. 17. What's your uh, saving? It's 12. For a moment, the briefest of moments, you feel... 
as if this whole scenario is legitimately hilarious. And then the moment passes. I'm just like, oh my gosh, are you all right? What did you do? What happened to your face? I'm having trauma. Daphne, at the same time, you feel the hold just dissipate. I'm going to crouch down a little bit, take a deep breath. Now that I feel like I've got my lungs back and I'm just going to look up at these two standing in front of me and I'm going to pull my other dagger and stand there with my dagger, my rapier, and just give them a big toothy grin and be like, oh, it's on now. Okay, well, both of them are going to attack you because that was what they were busy with before. So, first one. That'll definitely hit. You take another eight points of slashing damage. The second one will also hit, and you take another eight points of slashing damage. I kind of fell to one knee, and there's blood dripping from where they were slashing me. And I'm coughing and blood's coming out. I'm really not having a good time. Okay, so the other guard, he turns to his comrade who just slashed into you and says, Subdue the other one. I've got this. And he sheathes his sword and he pulls out a piece of rope and he starts to restrain you. Can I try and resist? Make me a strength check to see if you can resist. I rolled a natural one. You just got loose. You're like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then this guy slashed into you, taking advantage of your moments of hubris. And you fall to the ground, coughing, (laughs) regretting your life choices as the other god pulls out a rope and starts binding your hands and feet. The other god, uh, he is coming towards you, Shara, because, you know, you killed his comrade. I didn't kill anyone. This poor guy died. That other guy must be contagious. People are falling all over the place. Daphne all of a sudden got ill and went down. This guy died. The other guy was sick. She did leave him in a a little bit of a messy puddle. So he's not happy with you right now. So he, he comes towards you and he is just going to kick you. That's so mean. He lobs a kick at you. But, um... Unfortunately, the uneven ground is still like lumpy and soft and there's some rocks sticking out and he manages to kick a rock just before he gets to your body and he falls down and wails in pain as he takes four points of blunt damage as he breaks his one toe. He fell over. Oh my he gosh, I'm going to run towards him and I'm going to say, oh no, you also have the disease. This thing, it's killing everyone. The other god, he's dead. The caravan gods managed to kill him and they are on their way to help you guys with the other remaining gods. So Amala, what are you doing? At the moment, we've got the guard that's on the ground in front of Shera. We've got the dead mage. Any standing guards left? Yes, the one who is currently subduing Daphne. I'm going to pull a Thor moment. I'm going to do catapult with my hand axe that's gone off somewhere. I'm going to point towards my hand axe because I have a general idea as to where it is. And catapult it directed towards that remaining guard. Okay, so I need to make a deck saving throw. It's a DC of 14. I hit a nat 20. No! I had this cool moment just now and you just messed it up. Okay. Your hand axe flies past and disappears into the darkness. 
with tremendous force. As a bonus action, I also wanted to use healing word for Daphne. Eight. Eight points of healing. Thank you. So as I whisper the healing word, Booga, and then, because I still have my dagger in hand, I'm going to like watch my hand axe go fly <laughs> past the guard. I'm going to look towards it. Where, where are you going? I'm going to call it here for the night. We'll have to continue this fight during our next session. I'll keep the initiative rolls. And I have the remaining life pools of your opponents. Well, thank you very much, ladies. That was a lot of fun. Thank you once again, chat, for being with us. Bigger Morty says thanks for the session. No, no, guys, thank you for being here and listening to us. We enjoy having you around. There's a person in chat called Danking Around. Perfect. Your timing is perfect, sir. We appreciate you. I would have liked to keep SA to finish her combat, but we'll we'll see what happens. You can see me or find my personal page on Instagram. I am at mystic underscore bell. Um, yeah, my socials, I realize I'm not very easy to find, but on Instagram at sdmcn4, I am a cinematographer, photographer. So you might see some of my videos and photos that I create. And I'm also making some little crochet guys figuring out a pattern of how to do a mini Cthulhu right now so hopefully I can post some of those things so yeah you guys can find me over there thank you for having me thank you guys for joining us and thank you SD for playing and you guys can find me on Instagram as well at Wednesday underscore Lefay that's L-E-F-E-Y uh so guys you can find me also on Instagram. I am Miss Mbubu, so that's M-I-S-S-M-B-U-B-U. We are working on some really interesting and cool things. We're hoping to, to positively grow the community for D&D in South Africa. And we sincerely hope that you guys can join us on our journey this year. There's some really amazing things that we've got planned. If you enjoyed yourself, hang out with us, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to our Twitch. We'd appreciate that. Also, our lovely Goblin is an amazing editor and she edits our podcasts episodes. So if you're able to, whatever platform you use for podcasts, please leave a positive review. I'm sure a Goblin may or may not uh, sneeze on you as a result of that. That would be cool. And um, one last thing, as you can tell, Esty here is uh, auditioning. We are still open to auditions, so if you are interested, by all means, contact us. We are available on Twitch, Discord, we have a Discord, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Yes. I have been roped into occasionally do one-shot streams with Penny Dragon Games um, as part of the Thrown to the Wolves group. So if you guys would like to meet Salazar, I will hopefully be able to share in time on my social media when those streams are. Okay, well, um, everybody, thanks again for joining us. Um, it was a lot of fun. You guys were really entertaining in chat as well. So always lovely to have you guys with us. We still have our casual streams. We'll keep you guys posted on our socials as to when and where happening and who's doing what. We hope to see you guys. Join us for some fun games and stories and whatever the heck we're getting up to. We'll see you guys at our next session. Guys, stay safe. Have lots of fun. And um, we hope to see you guys soon. Have a lovely week, guys. <laughs>